Hello and welcome to the Degeneration Podcast, live from the house of Wendy. <laughs> How are you, Wendy? Oh, groggy. Joe Biden slipped me a roofie and I'm just like, what the heck happened? Dang, can you believe that he's on the ballot? What we got? We ain't got no choices. I so you were sleeping? Yes, oh my goodness sakes. I was just uh, about I, sleeping. Yeah, we going I late and we going late yeah. and weird. Fuck it. Uh, that's fine, that's fine. Fuck it. I understand you uh, submitted a piece, and you'd like to, for me to read it. Yeah, a little bit of a, of a linguistic wet dream, if you will. A linguistic wet dream, she says. Perfect. Yes, okay. Yes. What is the title of this piece, Wendy? Well, what else are we all just stressing over? Love. Love. Ooh. Yes. Perfect. Here we go. This is called Love. Love. Sometimes it festers, rumbling through our lives like a low-hanging storm cloud, brewing, undulating, rolling in darkness and turmoil. Shots of sheer energy explode from within, searing its mark on your soul. Sometimes it flutters, floating as soft as butterflies' wings, ooh, <laughs> catching every breeze and shifting forms, touching so lightly you wouldn't even... No, it's there without the soft warmth radiating and glowing from within. Sometimes it follows. Close your eyes, turn around, when and where you least expect it. Feeling without seeing. Unexpected waves of amazement manifesting into ecstasy upon discovery. Pounding into flesh without hesitation. Two fuse into one. Always, without a doubt, it is all. Oh, shit. Give me, give me some snaps. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you got to give it up for your own. You know, I hope you were saving them all on, like, one, like, drive or something. So I feel like you should go and do, like, an open mic sometime. Next time, like, when the world is open again, you know, and you want to go into um, city, you know, Minneapolis or St. Paul or, or nearby or, or on one of the other smaller cities or larger towns that has a fucking fucking open mic and just fucking let loose on one of your favorites and just fucking do it I, I don't know if I've if I've asked you if you'd ever done that before I have not no you I don't know if we've talked about it a lot but no I have not no we haven't um that's it's it's um this it's interesting it feels okay. it feels good just to do it like in a way that I don't know if stand up is the same has the same feeling to it because I, mean, I haven't done stand up. I mean, I'd prefer talking into a void where no one can see me. It's much more suitable. <laughs> but <laughs> but um but standing in front of a crowd giving a piece of your uh, a piece of your soul or just something weird you wrote or, or both in my case a lot of times um it feels cool. The only bad part is is sitting through everyone else's shit. So go like be one. Don't be the first person. It's like if you sign up, don't be the first person to go, and then like just fucking leave because then you're an asshole. So like, but definitely leave very soon after doing it. So like, either be one of the later ones or like one of the in the first third there or somewhere in the middle. Like, no, just do it. I recommend it. Yeah. You're very talented, and I think you would enjoy the experience of transference of energy. 
Well, thanks for that. I have been to one. It was at a coffee shop in a college town. And oh, yeah? And one of those little, like, rehabilitated <laughs> pianos in the, in the corner. And nobody used that that night. But, yeah, you just kind of, like, sat on these little poofs on the on the ground and had your coffee and listened to people just vent their feelings. It was really raw, so. Really? Yeah. Like... Skin on skin raw. Yeah, I mean, just just genuine and honest. I mean, let's just say that you were all out of loop and the only thing you had was the sweat that was created by your two bodies. I mean, it's it doesn't get much more raw than that. <laughs> raw sweat lube, the salt just evaporating the fucking mist between your bodies, a race against time. Right. Before it's Sweet fucking salt. urethra yes. against cervix, you know. Do you want to get in before that? Mm, yeah. <laughs> were, were um, was there like kind of a disparity between some of them that were pretty good and some that were just like all right? You usually don't get some way terrible. I wasn't so versed in that world that I could distinguish good from bad, so I was mostly just thirsty for the guy I was with, and he wanted to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> was that so? That was a while back. It was. It was. Oh yeah. In another world. Yeah, I've been. To yeah. One. I've been to one before. I wrote. I, I wrote about people, it too. Was that? Yeah. Oh, you did write about it. That's cool. No, I, I. Even though I went in thirsty for the guy, we never did end up hooking up. But which is fine. You know. Yeah. It seems like though, at the very end, the thirst for him had ebbed, and so uh, maybe the quality of the linguistics were up there <laughs> yeah or like you someone was talking about their family got fucking slaughtered or something and you're like and they're you know iambic pentameter and you're like uh, i don't want to fuck this guy anymore this is like, i just want to go home and take a shower <laughs> i feel dirty yeah I, my the type of shit i write would be something that would like stick with some one of the people trying to bang their date, you know, and they're like, I'd be the reason they didn't bang. And that's my only hope as a performer. <laughs> okay, so that's your that's your measure of success. Yeah. <laughs> if I stopped people from banging because my shit was real, then that was that's a good performance. Aw. What? <laughs> yeah, no. No. You're, if you're swinging the scales one way or the other towards them getting together or towards those, like, you know what, I realized in that moment when he was talking about his family getting slaughtered that um, I didn't care for that person enough to like reveal myself to them afterwards. Oh my goodness. Right? So, I guess that you want your uh, your words to be a prophylactic to somebody. Yeah, I want my, I hate prophylactic, but I want my words to be a prophylactic. Nice. To sheath them in well, my lyrical <laughs> rubber. <laughs> oh, I love that word, so sheath. You sheath. When, when, did you, That's right. when did you start crafting pieces? Poems, short pieces, or anything. Anything else you might have created in secret without my knowledge and consent. Yes. Yes. Actually, yes. When I was a young degenerate, before I was even of age, and um, one of my relations did put a kibosh on it because they exposed it to another one of my relations 
and it was like it was like one of the songs, one of those silly songs that you grow up with. Yeah, you know, it's like a parody song. Trying to be, yeah, <laughs> it's trying to be Ace Stops Fable, but it never quite makes it. Yeah. So I put dirty words to it. Yes. I, think I was like thirteen or fourteen, <laughs> and um, I wrote them down. <laughs> I should not have written them down because that was taken to the the one relation took it to the other relation and look what she did and wow shame and, and everything and that's this is a true story so it's like i know yeah i uh, i didn't dive back into my degenerate expressions until i met you so really yeah so thank you for being my orifice <laughs> i'm a good orifice and i appreciate oh i appreciate that i can be your orifice Yes. <laughs> for words, for words and other succulents. Um, did you write like? Did you write um, other th- things that weren't like quote unquote degenerity in between that or? Yes. Okay. Yes. What did you write? A lot, a lot more, kind of like this piece. But yeah. Not quite as deep because I didn't experience love until I was in my early twenties. So when I was a young budding teenager, you know. Yeah. I, poems mostly about um like things i was interested in like animals and art and nice you know and just small bits not anything really long yeah but creative writing has always been you know one of my that's fucking awesome yeah yeah it's like i knew i i felt good that when like knowing that you liked the pieces i would send because i knew you had an eye for it and like a mind for it and it means more when someone can like kind of relate to what you were going for or quickly pick okay, up on it that. and get and maybe have them see it something in a new way or like like the, well, that was weird but I, my kind of weird you know um I, I i think i mentioned this before i wrote a story when i was five um it's called the three brothers and it was about brothers going on adventures in the middle of the night and they went and like they fought an abominable snowman type thing and that's the only part I remember but it was like it's probably like 20 pages or something that's awesome uh, and you know I've wrote Galactic Warriors which I, I'm gonna continue to read on there and might re-release it as one giant uh, audio file in a, maybe in a separate form um, bestseller nice. baby cause it, it's like 53 pages or 60 pages or something and like I didn't. I mean, kid pages, but pages doesn't have doesn't have an end. So I don't know. I just like it was like fits and starts. One time I wrote like a ch- like chapter heading like a s- table of contents, and I wrote the chapter titles, but I didn't um, like write anything else. Like it was so I had this book in mind, and I was probably like nine or something, and it, but it was just like the titles and like a couple pictures, and that was it. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but you, and I, I wrote I wrote stuff in creative writing class in my freshman year. Like this, it was basically like a fucking long ass video game. It was like really violent, <laughs> shit. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was creative. I just I didn't get to finish it. Like, you know, when it, without that structure of class, it was hard to be disciplined enough to do it. You know, compared to my other interests, like my other interests included uh, Michigan State sports and uh, 
budding depression. So <laughs> it was like I didn't have room for a third thing, which was like finishing this like you know that video game Doom. I do. It was kind of like that. It it was like maybe slightly Ooh. inspired by that, but it was like really intense. Sounds intense. It was yeah. it was pretty cool. And then a couple years later, I wrote something about uh, like a kind of an invasion on a planet, and it was it was it was all right. It was like bug. They were like bug creatures, and it was again it was like super graphic and stuff. It was like really intense. And so mm-hmm. I don't write like a lot of like. Graphic, graphically violent stuff anymore, but I do try to have whatever I'm working on, try to fuse it with some intensity, so like visceralness, like if I write about a hooker, you're going to feel like you're with a hooker when you read it or watch it, you know, and you know this, you've you've been with hookers, you know, you know, you've read my stuff. Yeah. 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 You you don't know it unless you're there. But how about for those people that want to experience that without actually being there? You have to let them in somehow. And, and yeah, exactly. It's a beautiful. Yeah. It's and you, you it's a there. window to someone's soul. You know, a hooker. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, and there's different ways you can write about hookers, right? Like, you could write about what it feels like physically to be with one, about like mm-hmm. releasing something you can't with in another context and like the illicitness of that and turn make it try to make it a little sexy or whatever or you could be like talk about like the empty pit that you feel before during and after being with the hooker and what they would feel you could do for the hooker's perspective or you could say what if the hooker really liked the physicality of it and they could write from their perspective the physical nature of going with some like stranger pain stranger danger yeah yeah, I don't know. I just so, like it's yeah. like one of my muses is the concept of the oldest profession in the world. Yeah, you could also write like you are the hooker that you're the hooker that just found out she's dying from cervical cancer, and how does that affect your future? And is there a future? And oh. yeah, it's oh my god, like no no amount of Johns can fill that gaping void that is going to be. Yeah, and it's called one last trick. Yes. And it's a, it's a magician, an out-of-work magician meets... I met a magician today, and he's out of work. Well, he worked at the coffee shop. But um, he could be like a, a furloughed magician meets up with a, a woman dying, a hooker dying of cervical cancer, as you say. And, and it's called One Last Trick. Stay tuned, degenerate nation. Yeah, that's our next. That's our next thing that right there. <laughs> you want to hear a piece? Yes, please. Okay, we're gonna talk more about you in a sec, though, girl. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let's see here. What? Anything can... that is maybe something posing as something adorable and four-legged, but it really isn't. Oh, that's most of them. Fuck. I'm trying to think okay. which ones. Let's see. Dang, girl, what you gonna listen to? Hybrid creatures, okay. So, somewhere middle or later in the collection. We're a little dark tonight. Let's go just a little later in the collection. A little later in the collection, yes. Yeah, because they increasingly get dark as they grow. They do. They get weird as fuck, too. Mm. And I wrote this collection when I 
the majority of them was like I was either working or like around that time at this uh, American College of Radiology. I was like a backup receptionist or something in like 2016, okay. I want to say. And I I let did I tell you this? I let like I had like a little post-it note. I wrote some like dirty limerick on it, and they someone found it and they like t- told my temp agency. And I was like, "Yes, I heard about that." Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. I was like whatever. See, you, you had something that was that was like that too, and you had it discovered and exposed. It doesn't. It doesn't exposed. feel good. It does not. No. Well, it's a common thread that binds us. The common thread that binds us. Yeah. So I hope that what you're reading is okay. I'm actually sitting in my car and it's idling, and. The engine has a little bit of a vibration, so I'm gently edging. I hope that's... You're gently happens. edging? Okay. I want to edge gently. you with weird creatures. And okay, that's fine. Okay, here... I'll do a couple of them, I think. I don't even know how to okay. pronounce this fucking creature I made up. Hyena... Hi, it's a, it's a hy, hyena and a pinata. Okay. Oh. It's a hyena. Hyena. I like that. Okay. You ready? Audience... Tunisia, are you ready? Perfect. Hear the shrill, manic laugh of the hyenata <laughs> as the birthday child bashes it open. Goopy, nasty guts spilling out onto the birthday child's brand new Nikes. Hear the child scream. Hear all the children screaming and crying, and the hyenata's masochistic giggles drowning out the shattered innocence of the children. So many children. Drip, drip, drip. Guts seeping out of the wound, and the laughter continues at a higher pitch with a greater frequency, and the children scatter, fleeing to the arms of their shocked parents. How could they know that the hyenata was a living beast full of guts, no organs, just buckets of unconnected guts? How could they know that it loved to be bashed, that it gets off on the bashing, and the laughing, the laughing, laughter never stops. Drip, drip, drip. Ha, 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 ha. It's not a party to the hyenata chuckles. And the grimy, sticky guts fall, and the children cry and flee, and the hyenata's laughter haunts them in the night, wading knee-deep in guts in their tormented dreamscape. Drip, drip, drip. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, snap. <laughs> 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 what do you <laughs> Was that edging, or did you just peek? <laughs> what? My guts are all out. I just bled to death. You just bled to death? You want to come back to life for one more, or are you good? <laughs> Should I scoop good. you Let's up? Let's do it. One more? Okay. Let's see. I'll let you pick, okay? okay? I don't think I've done donkey fan yet. Does that sound familiar? Oh, please. Let's go donkey. Donkey? You want the donkey fan? Okay. Okay, those are the last few. Yeah, these ones are definitely darker. <laughs> that one is a little bit, a little bit dark. A little bit dark. Okay. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Then I want you to be prepared to talk about yourself until I grow tired of it and close up on you forever. Okay. Donkey fan. Donkey fan. Minuscule self-esteem. Sexualized at an early age. Perpetually in false heat. Donkey Fant claims to be sapiosexual, sexual, but really is just a slut. Brains are no brains. You want them, you got them. Asshole, mouth, <laughs> beehole, don't matter. Donkey Fant was willing until, during a crisis of conscience, he turned to Scientology, 
While being audited, he revealed his sexual indiscretions and his homicidal thoughts growing up in the shadow of a stern, emotionally distant elephant father and hypercritical donkey mother and the constant teasing he faced in school as a hybrid, a loner. Donkey Fan quickly fled Scientology, not for lack of faith. Xenu is divine. Xenu would accept him. But he was too broke to climb the ladder, too poor to kneel before Tom Cruise. And so he ran away to Columbia and joined a freak show just to be closer to a human girl with tentacles than he met on a Hanging with Mr. Cooper subreddit. Bisexual no more, he craved her and only her. But one night, Colombian teens broke into the freak show paddocks, drugged Donkey Fant, sweet, sweet heroin, and took turns fucking him to learn how to sex, to be men. And so Donkey Fant withdrew from Tentacle Woman, from the freak show, from God, from life. He began abusing cocaine. <laughs> perpetually hoovering delicious uncut powder through his beautiful trunk. Zooted up all day, drugged and fucked all night. He looked in the mirror one day while waiting for his nightly fuck train and hated what he saw. From trunk to tail, bags under his eyes, giant ears askew, ashamed of being mixed species, a freak, but not even an interesting one, just a sedated fuck boy. Help, help, help! <laughs> Is that the end? Yeah, oh, wow. fortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, so, <laughs> sneaking in the paddock, just taking a poke. Poor donkey fan. So, like, I don't know what headspace I was in, but I was, like, working on a fucking temp job and I'm just like oh I'll do this one today this is just deep it's just deep I mean like raw deep raw deep wow. raw diggity deep it's it's like a deep you can only get when you don't have enough lubricant and you're all friction and you're hanging up you're hanging up you're hanging up all of a sudden pow <laughs> like a like a test crash dummies or whatever and a car is yeah. smashing. I mean, you're, you're in that first inch. You're in that first inch. All of a sudden, pow, cervix, pow! <laughs> you go from one inch to nine inches suddenly. Oh, my God. There's nothing that a girl loves better than just the raw power of the cervical slam. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Believe me, you will know it when you get it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so if you don't have a cervix, maybe that's why you don't know what it is. I, I, last time I checked, I did not have a cervix. Yeah, maybe that's something I need to write about so you understand please, what it's like. Please write about, I heard a word from our, our source that there needs to be more pieces about cervixes, more pieces about the female perspective and female anatomy and the emotions that go with that real or imagined we need more of that because it's wendy's holding it down it's just wendy holding it down i wanted to treat her to some pieces to read her piece to hear her piece on on life what made her write what made her stop writing and what made her write again because i had a my period of stopping things was like was a lot shorter but it was devastating for me like when I didn't write much, I was miserable. Right, you have no outlet. And I didn't have the outlet, and it's like I took the outlet away from myself out of like 
wound, a woundedness and a fear, and it's just like it's, it's just pointless to do that. Yeah, if you don't have an outlet for, it doesn't matter what it is, you know. If yeah. it's your grief, if it's your lust, if it's your passion for life, you need to have an outlet. Otherwise, it manifests and festers and stews mm-hmm. and boils over and becomes something terrible. It does. But when you can let it out, you know, where it's supposed to be let out, then it's a beautiful thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When I when I like didn't have that that outlet, I uh, I just like kind of zeroed in on things and like tried to cling to stuff that I didn't understand or like didn't even want and like like a couple different things and it's just like all I want is that shit and then to find some like joy and peace and other things Mm, sweet sweet release sweet sweet release but you know something that you make is something someone can't take they can never take away the making they could say you build a sandcastle right someone could fucking some kid douchebag could like go and like kick your sandcastle some three year old and you're like it sucks but you still built that and it's a sandcastle they're meant meant to be washed down yes you know but the experience of building is an important part you did something with your hands or you did something with your your mind and your hands or just your mind it's great Mm -hmm. keep doing it Tunisia Vietnam we want to experience yeah. you in your in your mind, so please, where where can they where can they reach us, Wendy? Yes, yes. If you want to express something to us and to the nation, please email us at degeneratenation at gmail dot com. You can hit us up at Facebook at Degenerate Show or Degenerate Nation. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Degenerate Show is our Twitter. Degenerate yes. Nation Podcast is also another. Facebook. Where where can they become a um, a supporter of of Degenerate Nation? Yes, patreon.com backslash degenerate nation. That's P A T R E O N backslash degenerate nation. Yeah, support the show, support our cause. You can be part of our family. And so we're going to support you, you support us, and it's you have to have a healthy outlet. Otherwise, you're just going to implode. Yeah, if you, if you send us an email at degenerate nation at gmail.com and refer back to this episode, episode 241. You already, already wow. girl. That's right. <laughs> we will read something that you wrote. We'll gladly read it on air if you want to. We are thirsty. We're right thirsty now. for content, and it gives us a pass. We can yes. just put plus record and be like, someone else's baby comes to life on the show. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. We want that baby to grow, grow old with us. Nice. Yeah, you like oh, that? Snaps for that. Snaps? Oh, I'm feeling inspired. Yeah, okay. That's right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty inspired now, and I'm pretty edgy, so I think I'm going to go roll a fatty in the sheep pasture. Go roll a fatty in it. Wait, are you going to like a joint? Sure, let's, let's, let's call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Degenerate Nation and Degenerate World. We love you.